1: And welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to fuck it up, in our very, very humble opinion. Yes, I said fuck. Today, we're talking about making horror indie films on a low budget and how to get them released. I'm Joss Alderson, director of the psychological horror feature film The Dare and vampire documentary World of Darkness, and producer of horror comedy A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. All my co-hosts are away today. Dan is in Ghana. CJ's making uh, a film somewhere and I, I don't know where he is. And I know Andrew's doing a um, ITV drama. There you go. They're all busy. Um, we're coming at you from Just Voices Studio. It's a beautiful studio. I say this every time. It really is reasonably priced. If you want a central London studio without the central London prices, this is the place for you. Visit them at justvoicesagency.com. Speak to Simon or speak. To Lee. Right, I've got a new segment. This is a new segment. It's called Indie Filmmaker Shoutouts. Uh, is to keep the support for indie filmmakers like ourselves, like yourselves. We wanted to start shouting out about screenings, about Kickstarters, fundraisings, etc, etc. So if you've got anything to promote, slide into my DMs at Giles Alderson or Filmmakers Pod, and we'll give it some love. Uh, this week's shout-outs are uh, to Fizz and Ginger Films, Tori and Matthew butler who have been on the podcast talking about their brilliant film Two Down and The Isle. And The Isle is screening at the East End Film Festival on the 20th of April. Uh, Winters Ridge will be screening at the London International Film Festival on the 13th of April and I will be at the Imagine Film Festival in Amsterdam uh, on the 18th I'll be doing a QA and a all about the world of darkness which is screening there so do come by and say hello remember to subscribe to us on iTunes get us rocking up the charts listen to our previous brilliant podcast episodes obviously they're all brilliant um, yeah okay so joining us today to talk about their new film Dark Beacon is director Cos Greenup and writer Lee Apsley
0: Hello. And, Welcome. And to the do show. I not get an introduction, or do I want to? Introduce <laughs> you could do it yourself.
1: I did have something written down. Oh but okay. go. Ahead, I'm go not. Ahead. Please introduce Thanks. yourself. This is this is great.
0: My name is Nick Sadler. I'm from the film label, uh, and I'm doing the marketing um, and distribution, all that kind of back end, boring stuff for Dark Beacon. So, I guess any of my input on today will be. The um, back-end The back-end mechanical, the mechanics of it, really.
1: But that's actually um, really interesting for a lot of people who go out and trying to make film, but they don't get the back-end of it, it how
0: is. it works. It is. It, you know, that was a big reason why we started the Film Label. Um, you know, and, and since starting that as well, I've seen there's other organisations as well doing the same thing, and it's really cool to see that happening, as well as, you know, things like your podcast as well. Yeah. Um, you know, showing the support for indie film.
1: Yeah, I know, it's important. We've also had one of your other... Indie filmmakers are on the podcast. James Kermack who made Hilo Joe. Yes. He's been on the podcast. He's talking about yourself and how it all happened, how it made.
0: Great film. Great director.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. It's a really cool film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, So do listen to that podcast episode about how he made Hilo Joe. It's actually really fascinating. His opening shot was one take when it was timed to... Two
0: minutes, two minutes. One minute 59 it's counts it's down. Two yeah. minutes. But it feels like longer than two it's, minutes when it's one cut. It's, it's incredible, good. isn't it? Yeah, it's really, really incredible.
1: Well um, also joining us in the studio is Mike Fury. Hello, Mike. Yo. Yo, he's hiding <laughs> away at the back. Um, off mic. Off Mike is Mike. Off Mike. Your book is amazing, by the way, Life of Action. Anyone who's into action filmmaking or they're making an action film, check out this book. You've interviewed some amazing people, Dolph Lundgren, Joey Ansar. Who else have you got on there? Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins, of course. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. Uh, Unbelievable. I
2: enjoyed the Joey episode recently.
1: Thank you. Do you want to say that louder into the mic? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Check out the Joey Ansar episode. There you go. Two
1: episodes. Two episodes. We made it into a two-parter because it was so good, his whole history of who made it. Um, Thanks for joining (laughs) us. um all that that stuff will be in the show notes by the way so you can check out all the links including to dark beacon which is out now which you can watch and which we'll be talking about okay so um coz you're an award-winning producer director you're known for the feature film demon baby um which was released through e1 in the uk
3: yeah it was yeah that was um yeah kind of a weird dilemma for me the fact the original title of the film was wandering rose and I really like that title, but obviously mm-hmm. it doesn't really say much about the film. So uh, when we had our original sales agents, they were like, well, yeah, E1 want to distribute your movie. I was like, great, I'll sign whatever bit of paper Absolutely. you give me. Let's like, yeah. have the E1 logo on the side of a film. It's pretty awesome. And then they uh, yeah, they, they sent me over the artwork and the new name, uh, which is the very subtle they Demon Baby. You. They
1: sent They, they, they were like, it.
3: this is what No, I got no say in it. They were really? like, well, you've signed this and now you're <sighs> the director of Demon Baby. And uh, wow. I, I genuinely thought it was a joke the first time I uh, I saw the artwork. I was like, "This is a prank." Like, it has yeah. to, I don't want to be known as the guy that made a film called Demon Baby, but uh, I don't know. But you know, I, I was I was young when I made that film, and I think now. You know, that film we sold to 20 Territories, you know, we made money on it, and it's like, well, you know, Demon Demon Baby it is. (laughs) It's a
2: bold bold name for a film that has no demon and no baby in it. I mean, it 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 really was. Does it not have either in there? It doesn't have it. No, it's about a phantom pregnancy. What sickos are they? It's got pregnancy and a ghost, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: pregnancy and a ghost, (laughs) but no demon or baby. But... uh, But yeah, I mean, actually, I I still to this day keep that quote from a a lovely reviewer from Twitter um, who said, if you're going to make a film called Demon Baby, make sure there's a demon or a baby in it. To the director, Cos Greenop, I hope you die of cat AIDS. Seriously. It's possibly the best insult that I've ever had. Well, it's a um, horrible insult. I mean I immediately I mean, googled cat aids and it's something I don't really FNIP. want to die off, yeah.
2: to be honest. Is it really horrible? It it's not great. Next, so, next time, ghost fetus. It would sell. Ghost, ghost fetus. Ghost that's fetus. That's it
3: would sell. I can't believe <laughs> they
1: didn't even give you they just said no no. No, like we'll you signed
3: away, yep, you signed away so we can do whatever marketing well, we want. Looking
1: back now, could you have done something different? Could you have said, do you know what? Uh,
3: I mean, for my first film at the age of 25, I probably couldn't have argued with E1, to be honest. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they'd have just said, well, then no. Uh, Wandering Roses. And, you know, it is quite a you know a specific title, Wandering Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, it I doesn't don't think scream it, ghostly. I mean, um, yeah, fetus abortion, <laughs> ghostly fetus, abortion yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, it doesn't. But. Um, so, I, you know, at the time I was kind of a bit... Put off by the whole thing going, oh, you know, they're just doing it for money. But then yeah. as soon as I started getting money for that film <laughs> and you were selling like, it, like, oh, I was right. like, I love Change Demon it Baby. to whatever what's you do? want. Yeah, yeah like, Demon Baby? yeah, that's fine. If you want me to do Demon Baby 2, sign me up and uh, <laughs> 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 I'll do it. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, You know, it was, every film you make, there's, there's lots of learning curves in it. And that was a big one for me that Shoot. I didn't even realize
0: that could they even could, exist. could change I know the they titles. Can change, I
1: know they can change titles. I'm aware of that. And Nick, maybe this has happened to you a few times. Have you ever had to change a title of a film?
0: No, but we did have to change the artwork for the US release of Dark Beacon. Mm. We we preferred our artwork for obvious reasons, and it was it's very by,
2: cool. It's by an amazing artist as well. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Adam, Ralph. Adam Ralph, who um, he did all the Star Wars uh, Rogue One posters that they had at the IMAX wow. over here in the UK. They were specifically designed for that. Um, he's incredible. Um, I think though, it's you know when it's when I mean, it's maybe not a tentpole blockbuster film. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really, they're going, they're trying to get the numbers out. They're trying to get the money. Um, and you know, having two, um, beautiful looking women looking into each other, um, with a lighthouse in the background was, is probably going to have more clicks and people watch it. Sure. Um, than the kind of really cool artwork we had. Mm. Um, and again, it's, they, there's all sorts of tactics that they say, try and use, um, the title of your movie to start with a letter A. Because fifty percent more people, it shows up on on lists oh, at the beginning. Sense.
2: A dark beacon. A dark what, why what did, we did do you a... miss out? Why? why? Aardvark beacon. Even yeah, we, we did for idea Aardvark earlier, beacon. but we're
0: thinking, oh, D's not that further <laughs> far, far mm. down. We'll just keep it to dark beacon. But you know, they they, they there, there is reasons why they do it because you know everyone wants to recoup their money. And, of course, you yeah. know, like Cos said, you know, as soon as the money came in, he's like, cool, me out for dark beacon too. There you go. Um, So, yeah, it's a compromise between the commercial and the creative sense. Right. But it does happen. It does happen,
1: yeah. Uh, Because my films are Dare, and I always sort of go, should I have just called it Dare? But there's loads of films out there called Dare, and you're suddenly up against those. But the, there must be a lot of films with the before it. No, the sorry. dark, beacon. The, you dark think beacon, the dark beacon, the dark, Le dark beacon, lead dark beacon. I mean, we were Jersey's, we were kind of expecting Jersey's.
3: it could have been changed like lesbian lighthouse killers or something equally as brilliant. You know,
1: lesbian but lighthouse
3: every, killers. Every I mean, it's so like it's like, single
2: time I've had, that, I've, I've I've been talking to someone, I've been complained about. we again, like, oh well, you know, someone changed this, you know, some kind of bullshit like lesbians in a lighthouse. I've been saying that like dismissively, someone comes up and goes, oh, did I just hear Lesbians in a Lighthouse? Yeah, someone actually did that.
3: Someone actually did that. At a party in Cannes, they're like, did you say Lesbian Lighthouse? That's like, <laughs> was well, yeah. the point of it. But, yeah. It was, yeah, <laughs> was quite funny. Well,
0: <laughs> Sharknado. Sharknado. Sharknado says that, it that's the pinnacle of it. Really. They made exactly. a lot of
1: money, though, right? I mean, yeah. these films have made yeah, money. They made, yeah,
0: just, they've got some money behind them. Which is crazy, sure.
1: yeah. Um, Demon Baby, or... Rosemary's oh, Wandering Rose, Wandering Rose, yeah. Rosemary's Baby. Well, oh, actually
3: in the UK it's Little Devil as well. Oh, that's a good so, title. Yeah, Little okay. Devil. That's on Sky Movies. It's Little Devil.
1: Cool, check that so. out. You're from Wakefield, right?
3: I am born and bred in. Yeah, I was born in Wakefield Wakey, and then, I'm, uh, I'm Harrogate. Oh, are you? Yeah. Well, I've lived, I actually grew up in Ilkley. Did you? Yeah, yeah. But I was born in Wakefield. Yeah. Wakefield against, prison. No, I'm
1: joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played one. against Ilkley many times in the football. I uh, did Did you? I yeah. didn't.
3: Did we might have played against each other. We probably did.
1: You might be a bit younger than me, but I
3: don't know. I'm older. than Alex. just good moisturiser yeah that's what I say that's what I say
1: <laughs> <laughs> we might have played against each other that would be hilarious it would be funny um, uh, yeah so you're from Wakefield you you did Northern Film School right yeah how was that uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I essentially tell people it's like getting a degree in finger painting when you go Brilliant. to film school Uh so three years was, was good obviously I met Lee there which has obviously been very beneficial But and he um, recognised
2: because my name was at the top of the register of course because it's it's a. A. Yeah. So, yeah. so he was like go. well there we go there yeah.
3: go <laughs> Uh, but it was, I don't know, film school's weird. Like, yeah, there was many times that I think all of us wanted to leave. I think, you know, I, you know, people always say the best film school is going out and making films. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's only so much and so many times you can watch like Battleship Potemkin and really get anything out of it as a filmmaker. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I found as a filmmaker after making Wandering Rose, I had no idea how to sell it or, you know, when like the lead actress to the film, Karina, saw it and was like, I oh, should take it to Cannes. mm mm-hmm. And I, you know, I assumed Cannes was just this red carpet event for A-list celebrities. I had no idea about the markets in film, and uh, didn't have a clue really. So I literally went to Cannes in 2014 with 50 DVDs in a rucksack, Jeez. and uh, slept on a floor, and just tried to pimp myself out to as many people in the market. But I didn't, I didn't have a clue. Right, and uh, that's the one thing that I think was awful about film school is that you know you've got the resources they obviously you have kids to go make films and you know they do encourage you to make films but they don't tell you about that side of it you know mm-hmm. i think most people who go to film school want to be filmmakers mm-hmm. and for me that was where it lacked was just the fact that they didn't teach you anything about the industry or the business side of the industry because totally, i business think it's far more you know that, that would have been far more beneficial than mm-hmm. than watching old school films
2: when it was sort of free in those days it's an easier choice but nowadays you think if you're paying tuition fees if you've got a crew of people who would be spending uh-huh. what is it now like nine grand a year uh, or something if you spend nine grand these. a year like make, make a film, film for yeah. that if there's like yeah. f- if there's like five of you you've mm-hmm. got a lot of
3: money totally. to learn. you could easily Why not yeah, go make well, one. That was, yeah i mean that's so did true. you not
1: get to make one at all when you oh, even shorts or i mean no i mean
3: that was the thing is you'd all have to pitch ideas for films and then i ended up being I think I was an AD on my final project, so Aww. it was just the most uninspiring thing ever. I had no creative say in, in anything. Mm-hmm. Um So, no, we used to, I mean me lee and a guy called well you and our mate dan especially we used to go and just steal the kit and go and make our own stuff That's outside what you of uni do. you've got to do um that. but all the stuff at uni i, I have yeah, not seen since we, we screened them at university to be yeah. honest um yeah. which which is a shame but i think you know is it's good to you know if there's people that are keen on doing stuff then it is meet, meeting those contacts. like i said yeah we met i met lee in 2006 mm-hmm. and you know we've we've made two films together so it's You know, they're the contact, you know, film school and any kind of university is what you make of it, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to go out and make films, then don't just sit there and be all depressed and be like, oh, this is a waste of time. It's like, actually, look, there's other people around you who want to do this. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Go and make films yep. with them. Totally, I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's that's the best thing about uni. I think is is meeting those kind of people, like minded people, for sure. Yeah. Well, no, well,
2: well, yeah, and getting smashed and yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, there's that and girls, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you're into. You know, that's all yeah. sort of like our kind of the subconscious. That's why you do. Yeah, it. I mean, yeah. really, we yeah. spent most um, of our time just drunk. Um, you know? I do a lot of good work drunk. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, it's now the one nice thing, like, we with, with sort of internet and that, that like that's sort all of expensive finding other people, including stuff like podcasts like this mm-hmm. or like networking events. You can find people. You can. That's a thing. There's yeah, not like yeah, there there's, that you're that not effect. like sort of someone growing up like in a small town now, going like, oh, where's a secret coven of film people mm-hmm. who might want to make stuff? Mm-hmm. You can
1: actually like just
2: yeah, find and sort of collate like T1000 coming back together.
1: No, it's such. There's actually quite a small indie community and do you know what you can find them and you can collaborate and speak to them and yeah I mean, really both cool
3: both the films that you just did shout outs to mm. you know we you know i know matt hooking yeah. did winter ridge and yeah. then um tori actually auditioned for one of the parts in dark beacon no way as well yeah she was the last girl we auditioned wow and um i think she was amazing but i think actually she was going off to shoot one of her movies one of her movies um, exactly so yeah so that is though. such a small uh Small industry, and I think for me that was the main thing. Like I've lived in London for four years now, mm-hmm. and I made my first film in in Yorkshire, and just didn't know anything or anyone. And you know, you quickly meet, you know, in the first year of London, like you just realise, you know, certainly at this independent level, like everyone goes to the same networking events, everyone mm-hmm. goes to the same parties. Mm-hmm. It is such a such a, a small industry.
1: It really is. I I listened to one of your talks actually at um, one of Chris's Jones's uh, events, uh, yeah. screenwriting, one of the screenwriting things, and that's how I, I heard about you. So when I think some, maybe you actually emailed me. And I was like, oh, I know who this guy is. And it was just because mm. of the connection. I was like, "Yep, yeah, cool, no problem.
0: I, I think I'd say in London what you realise is that the people that are going out and doing something about their career and being active in their career mm. in London, they're the people you keep bumping into. Yeah. They're the people you keep seeing at the same equivalents cause they're you because know, they're hungry, they're excited, they're doing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and that's why you keep bumping into them. So I guess, you know, like as Cos was saying, just get out there and start doing it.
1: Totally started doing yeah. it, which is what you guys did. And did you, how did you? Because you do comedy as well. You do stand-up comedy, direct bits and pieces as well. Um, Scriptwriter, right? So I mean, obviously, yeah. so that's that's your main sort of what you wanted to do after film school. If we'll put it in inverted uh, it was brackets, primarily
2: writing and uh, directing. But then uh, this is the one I think I am more writing on this because um, for Dark Beacon, uh course. I mean, like the initial outline, about five-page outline, like yonks and yonks and yonks ago. And then I had 20 pages of notes because I'm a psychopath. Uh, and it was like, oh, just come, board, just come One on board the and, well, and, you're done. and then like, and then like, almost everyone who ends up produ- producing like independent features, it's because you're like, right, well, we're going to get them made now, so I'll stop and just get this I stuff mean, done. I that, that mm-hmm.
3: was actually, I initially came to London, and it was going to, it was supposed to be for a month to write the screenplay with Lee for Dark Beacon. I've mm-hmm. been at his house for four years now. <laughs> <laughs> and it, was like, it started out as a, a month writing, it's like we wrote can again. it. And honestly, it was, and I was like, <laughs> right, do you want to produce this with me? Yeah, let's let's go make it happen. And
1: how did you make it happen? How did did you, obviously the script's in good shape now you're in a good place for it how do you then go right let's actually pick up camera and shoot it where did so, you get the money how so did you start? Th-
3: what we we learn obviously after my first film like we've been going to Canon for the past few years And everyone in Cannes always tries to find money. That you know, Cannes Mm. is just one big like Mm. social bank that you're trying to find. And I think for us, it was like right. Well, everyone tries to get into parties because there's free booze and there's the people there that you want to meet. So everyone goes around and oh, is there any parties? What's doing? Who's doing that? Who's doing what? So we thought if we invest. Pro, you know a couple of grand on getting a villa mm-hmm. and just inviting all the investors and all the financiers that we wanted to the party because no one turns down free booze in a, a pool and a party so right. in Cannes so we were like if we can get packages together we'll put show reels on all the TVs we we'll get projectors mm-hmm. and get all these investors that we've been kind of courting back, back in London up to this party get all our mates there the a load of actors so you know it's going to be a wild party yep. a, and kind of just smooth them there so then that when we're emailing them back we say hey thanks so much for coming to our party you know we were chatting about this blah 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 and um and that was it. And literally, yeah. That obviously cans in May, and we were shooting by August. Like literally, we have got all this. You know, that's really? that's how we got the investment. That's, that's Again, ingenious. The thing, like that,
2: that moxie. Because we we had we had a, a photo wall, and we, yeah. we, had, we had people like taking pictures, of tweeting and stuff. Because I went last stuff in can. Yeah. We gave away free like uh, baseball uh, caps, free branding So People would take uh, it. So yeah, was people, all around. It. Can it was like it Yeah. The investors, if nothing else, could see like, oh, these guys have made a buzz. Like for the rest They're of the we're going around and people recklessly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Green Thirteen! Oh, great guys. We were in a magazine.
3: We were actually in a magazine. Top three villa parties. And can. in, two, in 2016. And, uh, what? Yeah, was it, 16, and yeah. then
2: it's that thing that like you yeah, you've created like a figure of buzz even if the investors could see like this was our us doing like a branding sort of pitch. Mm. They could say, oh, they've made this happen. Yeah, they've actually they done They can z- guess get us bus graded, the, the, which you could do for a film. The and coolest mean thing was, Lee was back. waiting
3: in a queue for a bar, and this guy, he was wearing a Green 13 Films cap, mm-hmm. and this guy came over and grabbed him at Green 13, brought him to the front of the queue, <laughs> and gave oh, him a, yeah, you know, really? was, yeah, yeah, free drinks. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Cool. And that's your production company, so Green, Green 13, 13 yeah. Films. Which is a great title, good name for a company. So, yeah, I mean, but it's it's weird, like, we gave, we every event that we do we give out those free hats you know it costs us what, 100 quid for 10 or something but mm-hmm. you know we just see people around you you're certainly around Soho and stuff people wear it and it's just branding wherever we go and uh-huh. I think it's, it's, it's quite a statement on you know like we're saying it is such a small industry if we see people going around wearing our branding mm-hmm. people go oh that's, that's an interesting name we get you know just type into well, Google and, also, and stuff uh,
1: well, and also when you then contact them an email and you put Green 13 as your email they go oh I've heard of them whether yeah, they yeah. remember where Exa- from yeah, or not exactly. they go I, rem- I, rem- I remember them in a positive way mm-hmm. Yeah. That's genius, Absolutely. right? I mean, from your side of you, this must have been a. a- golden ticket for you when well, these guys were doing Well it was how we really summer. met wasn't it was really it? from
3: that BA yeah, these guys the film label came to the party and were you there partying
1: was... giving it free uh... booze and free hats <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Nick was in the hot tub <laughs> <laughs> I recall yeah I yeah yeah,
1: yeah I, I was <laughs> of course you don't remember it that's um, the point Nick was in the chapel
2: that was inside the villa I believe
0: yeah it was ah yes yeah okay yeah I can, again it's like he said it's a um, it's a it's a, a place where everyone's networking and, and trying to impress People, so they will hopefully invest in them, and that's exactly the right thing you know creating a buzz, creating a story as well, I mean, mm-hmm. especially for the people that have been in the industry and maybe getting a bit jaded and they 're seeing the same shirt and they 're dealing with the same producers and companies, you get the fresh talent coming along and these kids that have got some energy, mm-hmm. you know that are like, awesome, I want to be involved in that because a lot of people that are in film you know they 've probably made their money somewhere else. And they they they're in film now because they're attracted to the you know, the glamour and the glitz and and the red carpet and even yeah. if not that, but it's it's the social aspect and it's and so when you see people coming along that are doing something fresh and new, mm-hmm. they wanna they wanna be part of it. So and that was just genius what they did. I,
1: totally genius. And you saw that and Loved it. and So how did it go from... Then you just rang up the investors you were speaking to when you got back to so London yeah, and went, give yeah, us some money. We come had on, some it's...
3: follow-up meetings with them, and they were like, great, yeah, this is just the kind of project we're looking for. Obviously, I think it helped the fact that we had one film under our belt with, yeah, with totally, Wandering yeah, Rose, I think. Yeah. You know, and, like, you know, I'm you know, hopefully shooting my fourth feature this year and in the space of, like, three years. I think the more that you do, the more people see, actually, okay, we're not going to be taking such a huge risk. You know, if you've got, like, three short films, mm-hmm. you know, then obviously that's a risk. If I say, right, I've got a body of work behind me, I can show them the figures from E1 from my first film. I think... Yep you know, they're not taking so much of a gamble. And I think certainly with, you know, the tax incentives that you can get on films nowadays, you know, and, you know, they're, yeah. they're not huge budgets, these films that we're making. So, you know, actually for investors, it is, you know, it's quite a decent thing to do. And like Nick says, you know, a lot of them, you know, they're just old, rich businessmen who want to go down to the pub and be like, oh, I'm off to can Film. But, you know, I'm, totally. an exec I'm producer, going to a premiere. Premier. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of them, you know, like it. it's either invest in a film or buy a yacht or... You know, yeah. your wife a new pair of so, shoes. So they go,
1: "Well, sold it. I'll invest in a film." <laughs> yeah, exactly. We and were
0: we were we were pushing film label as well because we'd had our first film pan Dorker out, which was directed, written, directed by oh, Tom pan Payton. Darker. Yeah, yeah. So we were out there kind of pushing that, and um, again, young young guys. You yeah. know, Mark Zammic was, was in project. that, right? Mark yeah. was yeah. There, yeah. Okay. And I think we sat in a few of the early meetings as well. So again, mm. like. You know, they're like, okay, cool. They're also attached with these guys. They're making something happen. These are the new kids on the block. Mm-hmm. Like, awesome! Let's kind of get involved. I think that that's originally Tom met you at a at one of the parties, and that's where the connection came. Yeah, and that was and right. That's I see. how we started working together. Yeah. Um, and I just basically, I came. Tom came back and he goes, "I met this dude. He's completely crazy. He's like a rock star director, yeah. producer. He's totally awesome. We're gonna sign him. We're gonna make him a. We're gonna make him a, 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 a superstar." And I was like, awesome. Cool. Awesome. And then I met him, I was like, oh yeah, he's a dude. dude. He's a dude. I he's cool. such a liar. Uh, <laughs> was, like, I, I met him in a fucking. I was, like... I was always
2: going to take a really dark turn. And, yeah. and then I met him and <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> thought, oh, fuck now. He's fuck now I've already signed <laughs> it. <laughs> Jesus. How do I get out of this? I know somewhere. what we're <laughs> <laughs> going to do from here.
3: I'm oh, interested in hearing <laughs> about Yorkshire. Wakefield, you say. Wakefield, yeah.
1: Really nice. If it had been Harrogate, different story But it. of the North. I've never heard it called that. No one has ever. Uh, no one has. No, that never. One one ever. That's the first time. <laughs> Still <laughs> tanned, but sprayed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just tanned with other just, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be Awful, really rude awfulness. about Wakey then. Look, Wakey's all right. Wakey's all wakey. so right. I guess it's all right. So now you've now you've got your investors. Now you're going right. Okay, cool. We can go make it. How did you? Why why shoot? Because you shot in Jersey. So it's all these things. How did you say, right, we've got a couple of months to prep this? What was the process? So so the original, yeah, I
3: mean, the actual initial prep just Mm. happened so quick. By the time we actually did the deals and got the money, it wasn't long, but... I actually, whenever I write, I get inspired by locations and I'd seen the most amazing lighthouse in the Isle of Skye in Scotland mm-hmm. and because the Highlands Commissioner of Scotland helped me out so much with my first film in terms of getting permissions to close roads and stuff and um, mm. just really, really sweet, sweet guys. So I rang them again and said, uh, it's me again. Uh, I want to shoot at this lighthouse. What are the, the chances of doing that? I said, yeah, of course, not a problem. Uh, yeah, Nice Point, oh, it's an amazing location. Yeah, great. That's going to cost you seven grand a day. And I was like, Right okay, I can't afford seven quid a day. Uh, that's going to be impossible and like, yeah we've just shot a Keanu Reeves movie there so you know it's, it's really big on our books so and I was like so I got really disheartened because we were like halfway through writing it and I remember saying to Lee the location's gone so we immediately searched like every lighthouse in the country mm-hmm. and it was like we could go to Whitby I was like no I'm not going to Whitby <laughs> I used to, to go there to. a kid. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I look, Whitby's amazing but it doesn't really give us the isolate you know Isolated, you're there, yeah, you're there filming on the lighthouse and you hear the slot machines, like, machines and it's like, the goths going yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right? it's not really the place but um, <laughs> <A haunted peer. laughs> Although it was where Dracula <laughs> people, Dracula, Dracula was, was you you know, apparently w- lived or yeah, born Bram Stoker man. came up with the idea of Dracula So that could have worked but it did, it wasn't the lighthouse that I'd, I'd had in my head, So I wanted right. this really remote place so we kind of left for Christmas and Lee, uh, Lee went to Jersey over Christmas and kind of called me I don't know if it was on Christmas Day or it might have been a few days after and he said look, you need to get here, I think i found the most amazing location, they wow. sent me loads of images of it and I was like it's a lighthouse and it's got a causeway that closes up. Holy shit, this I'm is like, amazing. Like, this couldn't be any better. Yep. And I remember, like, we literally went there and we were like, right, do Jersey have a film board? And yeah. uh, we were like, oh, they do. Great. Yeah. Let's get in contact. And it, it was literally just these two gadgets, like, in a <laughs> house. And, uh, and <laughs> we just like. Powerful just... Jersey
2: film board are awesome because they, they invite us to um, go meet them. Uh, lovely Frank Toshak, who believe, is the, the head of the board. Yeah, that was and awesome. And we go to meet them, and the house is. They invite us through to like the conservatory, and the house is so large it takes us about ten minutes to walk there through the house, like it would justify like a little tricycle from The Shining, <laughs> traveling through the conservatory. And we're nervous because of what happened on East Point, so we don't know if we're going to get locations. Obviously, yeah. you don't get the same tax breaks if you're forced money spent in Jersey. Yeah. So we're like seeing how we could balance it, Um and then just as we're talking, to them, we go like, okay, so we really want you to. Corbier Lighthouse and he goes, Oh fine. When What? Okay, Just... is that gonna be how much ha how much is that gonna cost? <laughs> and he stands up, lights a cigarette, goes to the window and goes, no one cares about money in Jersey, we have far too much of it. <laughs> I'm I'm legend. We both, yeah, that's legend. Like our, We our were literally like, going, okay, like, oh, we're well, like, we could you.
3: probably scrape a hundred quid a day max, mm, max. like hundred, like yeah. maybe, like let's hundred, like let's just see what we can do. But and he's they, like, nah, just go meet the lighthouse keeper. We went for a beer what? with this guy, and he was like, yeah, no I'll come way. and open it. up, Come and use it whenever you want. Like they literally seriously, they yeah, was, that's the
2: up- the upside of Jersey is because it's such a small place mm. and everyone's so sort connected. Like yeah, because as the Jersey film world just all sprung up, I, I believe from these guys saying, "Let's get more film in Jersey, let's do this." Yeah, because it's only nine miles per four mile square, they can do it. Yeah, like while we while we're talking about the lighthouse, he goes, "I mean, although one thing that will cost some money is you'll have to get the coast guard out because that's really dangerous tides there." Well, like, is that going to be difficult? And he goes, "I'll see." And he's still at the window. He just shouts, <laughs> "Oh, Jerry, Jerry!" And his head pops over the head. He goes, "Yes, <laughs> Jerry, can, can we get the coast guard out?" He's the head of the coast guard. <laughs> oh, on Sunday, I'm golfing. we do, do it next Sunday. All right. <laughs> and he pops his head I and he goes, yeah, we can get that. He's also and the that, town baker. It actually, it's it's amazing. It. it honestly was. It, it, it was like your bread.
3: something out of the Wicker Man, like all That's these people brilliant. like knowing each other. It was it was hilarious. But yeah, I just remember because I remember with the drone as well, because all lighthouses have like this radar mm-hmm. system um, for, for boats. And, yeah, like, to not crash into the and, um, we like, and stuff. Yeah. I remember the, we were like, oh, we're going to have real problems with the drone. He was like, I'll oh, just turn it off. <laughs> Your lap? I'll, I'll just switch just it, off. it off. I'll just turn it off. Seriously? <laughs> right? Okay, mate. Yeah, just rang the airport. I'm like, yeah, we're just doing some drone activity, and they're like, yeah, well, how long do you want us to stop playing? But like, you can stop playing. Like, like just they, li- turn like, the they planes literally, literally, just didn't. Like we had full reign of everything. I remember there was one location sadly that fell through, and we were driving oh, back, and we just saw this. Like um, fine, man. Amazing creepy garage, and mm. we just went up to the guy and we're like, Look, is there any chance we can film here? He was like, Yeah, if you come tomorrow, we're not, we'll close it for you. Like, they were just certain, so, oh, they didn't want any nice money, <laughs> that was the great thing. We had all this petty
1: cash for bribes, and no one
3: took no anything. One took no. it. Because I've, just... I've
1: been to Jersey, I spent the summer season there, and I loved it. As I've been to that lighthouse, I know the causeway, I walked across the big old walk, and they've got those duck things that go as well. Uh, and, and they filmed another mother's son there recently, which Julian, who's one of the guest hosts and been on the podcast as well, he talked about filming there and how amazing it was. And how everyone was very helpful and forward thinking and just like, yeah, you want to film? Go for it. Yeah. It's, it's nothing just, like London. It's just I a, was yeah, so, honestly we get We, on with we it.
3: thought, imagine that kind of mentality in London. Yeah. Like it was like you You'd can't have a tripod down in London no, without permissions and they want money. health and safety well, on it's, cash. Because it's rather than
2: going for like there's not like a board and like a big system of it, of like you have to talk to this board who don't actually know the people, they're mm. just like the board who have to go for twenty-eight people to get to their own departments. It is just like they know the guy. Even if they don't already have a contact, it's yeah, like, yeah, all right, right well, uh, the guy who lives down there owns. It, I'll just walk over and ask him. Brilliant! Like it's really lovely. They That's were so was, it, They were so helpful. Because yeah, you
1: can't buy a house there unless you've like lived there for six you, years, which doesn't. I think really you need, you need to have people like um, vouch for you. Like, yeah, so it's like house, it? yes. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's a,
1: it's a weird. It's also the culture. There's like really interesting. It's sort of all a strange
2: combination between like
1: yacht and surfer culture. Mm. So, okay, so now you've got locations, okay, you're over there, you're going, right, okay, we're going to shoot there, you've got your locations, you're going, right, okay, how do you go about getting your cast? How would you go about actually getting people over there and the whole process uh, behind we it?
3: We basically, uh, yeah, went down the route that most independent filmmakers, so Spotlight and, well, mm-hmm. Casting Corporal, which is now is Mandy, I believe, um, and just auditioned a whole load of people and I think originally we we wanted an a name because I know that for my first feature that was a big stumbling block that... A lot of distributors were put off because there was nobody in it, really. Though
1: with a horror, it's not but, so bad. Well, that's—I right? mean, that's the thing. I mean, if yeah.
3: you look at films like Get Out, which had another Ex-Skins mm-hmm. star in it, yeah, they're not—they're not. And you know, you look at any James Wan film. There's no one crazy famous in it. Oh, but I think reason. for this kind of independent level, because they've not got the marketing budget of say blumhouse sure you know we do need names to attract people mm-hmm. so we were looking for somebody and we just we auditioned so many people for the lead and we couldn't find anybody and it was when we were speaking to a producer friend of ours who just worked with april pearson mm-hmm. uh on a film uh, she was like well what about april like do you want me to see if she can read the scripts?" So we were like yeah, oh, yeah cool yeah, you know yeah, not really thinking much about it and uh And yeah, literally a couple of days later, we got a call from our agent. It was like, look, April wants to do it. Uh, What are you offering her? And so that's how we we got April, really, which which is really cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, And then in terms of the kids in the film Maya, we... Again, we were going to go to Jersey and find a local kid because because mm-hmm. to take a kid out of school anywhere And out of
2: the country yeah. to, on a plane as a film producer, I've learned so much about child, uh, child licensing. Yeah, it's it's totally crazy. To in the cra- hours you
1: can film with them, whereas if you're in Jersey, they're probably like, "I'll just film with." Them. Well, just in, in them. Jersey, the <laughs> way,
2: but there's like you have to check your jurisdictions yeah. uh, and the licensing yeah. laws, and like yeah, because even uh, well, did you want to get back to how we actually got? Canceled? Well, it was it was literally because got when got we when
3: we cast LA. Um, She was like, oh, actually, I have a daughter who acts. And we were like, ah. Brilliant! This is great. So we met um, Kendra, who is amazing in the film. a really, really cool girl. Mm. Like, well, this is great because we've got a chaperone and a, almost a second director for you know, you know, we're not. Her mum is literally going to be on set all the time as well. So it was, it was really, really lucky. And mm. I think there's so many things in independent film that you do just, you know, the, the film gods are on your side for, totally. for so many. So many things, things can go wrong. Yeah, so many uh, things absolutely. can fall down
1: at any time. Yeah, you've also got John Campling, who we I know very well. We have, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. just brilliant. He's Another he's Yorkshire boy. The Yorkshire boy, yeah, <laughs> Uh Lynn Roger, Toby Osmond as well. I've not met Toby, but he's fucking brilliant, right? He, I yeah, mean, he just seems like a great guy. He's been on the Three Six Five Flicks podcast a he few has. times now. Yeah, he's, he's next level, next crazy level energy,
0: notes. but he's a, a guy, the right? Way,
2: the, the hardest working and loveliest people I know. Like when he was out there, if if you turn your back for a second. Bear yeah. in mind, he's he's just supposed to be out there acting. If you turn your back and you don't look at him, <laughs> by the time you turn back, he's like gone to like where you've been washing clothes. He's gone out. He's trying to like dry them with a hairdryer, and you're like, sit down. He's I'm just trying to help. you like, no, just relax. Yeah, he's relax. Man, he's incredible. He had that's stuff like he was like, like the runner goes to get something, and Toby's like almost running past him to go and fetch like
1: <laughs> getting even faster. I'm faster than him. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, relax, just man. please don't yeah, trip and fall.
3: So much energy, so much, and a great actor as well. Really, really great actor so yeah we met i met toby uh, weirdly at a networking event in london and oh, that's then what we were he saying just, wasn't it it's all about the networking. it, it is it, yeah? and he, he literally wouldn't stop pestering me for about a year and uh, <laughs> so i was like maybe I, different maybe. he became he became a mate of mine and i was like look i don't use the other audition mates because it's really awkward when i yeah. say look you've not got it and i was like well actually you know you do kind of fit the description of the part and i was like look chances are it's not going to happen and we auditioned quite a few guys for it and he was by far the best, right? <laughs> like, I rang him up, like, not babe, yeah, and I fucked it up, yeah, don't look, don't worry about it. I was like, Toby, let me speak, you've got the part. He's Just like, had your Toby this... Osmond impression, yeah, it was, it was decent, it was decent. There, it was well. decent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
1: hear yours then.
2: I, I don't do
3: impressions, right?
1: So, you've got your great cast, you're like, right, this is super, we're gonna be making this now, we're moving forward. Uh, how was it actually? on set the first sort of it moment was
3: great. I mean it was like a little holiday really I mean the was place it? we were staying was just this amazing mansion with a pool hot tub free bar you're and welcome it was me arranging these things oh, oh, the producing arra- I, I, giving it it well. was uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was incredible and Yeah, I mean the weather. It was just like a summer holiday shooting out with your mates because a lot of the guys that worked on the film worked on my first film, and I've known them for for years, really doing like music videos. Yeah, crew wise. So it was it was really really lovely, like really good. And I think that's so important in indie film is to have that kind of family mentality when you're making a film. Like Mm. I love having people all together. I know some you know if you're there for eight or nine weeks, you know it can get a bit you know stale and people want their own space. But you know for three weeks, like you know if you're all mate, you know having barbecues. Yeah, we had like
2: every time there was a a crew day off the next day, we'd have on like that evening, we'd all have like a barbecue yeah, or go was, to the beach Yeah, and it was stuff.
3: lovely. It was really nice. And, you know, in Jersey, as well, I mean, something that we didn't really think about because you're doing a horror film, you know, you usually, especially with a lighthouse, you know, I think mm. when we wrote it, we saw crashing waves and thunder and lightning and stuff. Yeah, and obviously yeah. we're there in the middle of summer, <laughs> yeah, which is no essentially worries. France. And, uh, <laughs> and the weather was just absolutely gorgeous. Right. Um, um, so we kind of like, right, well, this could kind of play in our, you know, you know, it could be it'd be good for us, essentially, because actually, you're not expecting all these horrors to happen in mm-hmm. such a lovely setting. That's true. Um, as yeah, well, as so it, it did work. It. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was mad. Like getting out the, the suntan lotion and stuff when we're filming, it was great. Oh, really and, nice. and having to like
2: run with parasols, where like if April gets burnt on day two, mm-hmm. yeah, all, that, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Toby's running for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, Toby. Toby we sit we one down. For Don't touch it, April, relax. Toby. Do
3: not touch She can apply her own suntan lotion.
1: Yeah, exactly. So in terms of the horror side then obviously you're talking there about it's it's sunny it's you how did you then go right okay we still need to get the horror from this we still need to make people scared or i mean it's not necessarily a jump film right it's no, more of a it's, slow burning yeah, slow intense yeah. horror so, i
3: think for me it's it, you know the inside of the lighthouse you know we had to make kind of foreboding and almost like a, a prison and you know you never saw daylight coming from mm-hmm. from any of the windows you know all the curtains are shut and you had to have that kind of claustrophobic you know sense because you are essentially in this huge great big vista you you know, you've got this massive lighthouse and then when you get in there, we want people to feel kind of confined and almost yeah. like you are, you know, you are trapped not only physically but emotionally. So very, very dark, kind of damp almost. You know, you, you want people to smell the mm. interior of that, you know, like rotting fish and just, you know, not not a nice place to be at all, like just not loved at all. Um yeah. Because, yeah, as soon as you do go outside, it looks like we're shooting a bloody tourist advert for mm. Jersey, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. That played a big part of it. but But also... You know, just the way that we write, I mean, the one thing that me and Lee always try and do is just make characters sound like characters, They end up mm-hmm. sound like real human beings, you know. Actually, yeah, we have gotten a really great review in Sight and Sound saying, actually, these characters feel like people, which, mm-hmm. from, you know, for me as a writer is great because there's so many times when you watch horror films and you're like, I don't relate to these characters. Like, people don't say that. And I think for us, certainly Lee, like, I've always... You know, sold Lee as the kind of rain man of of dialogue because he he really is, honestly he's just he's so good when it comes to just naturalistic dialogue and God, I think yeah, that's so yeah. important in in these films because if you don't believe in what they're saying if you don't believe that these characters are real then why do you care about mm-hmm. all this shit that's going Why do you care if they're feeling like this You yeah. don't. So for me that that is a massive part of of this film. It is well, what what would you say in that position? It's like you know, there's a great line in the film where she's like you're fucking deluded. Like, you've literally come here, you, you know, your husband tried to drown you, and you've literally moved to the one place where you're surrounded by water. And it's like, you know, because I know audiences are thinking that. It's like, well, why said it? Why, yeah, would, why, you be there? why would you do that? Yeah, of course. So you know audiences right, are going to say that. So it's like, right, myself. yeah, so let, let's get them out there. And it's like, well, say it then. Yeah. Because... You have to believe that because they are real humans. They're not two-dimensional characters. You know, they, you know, people. Just because they're in a horror film, they do think. And you know, there's there's so many films out there where they are just stereotypical horror characters, and you don't give a shit when the you know yeah. terrible stuff's happening.
1: No, absolutely.
0: With the price of just about
1: everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
2: because it was gender flipped between drafts mm. where there was uh, no point did we... So it was, really, it was originally like... We went through so many different drafts. Originally, sort of Beth was a man and the main character and like sort of one in the end and mm-hmm. there's all these other things happening. Um, but we just suggested that Jennifer between drafts and delivery didn't change much so we did we just we changed get, the names the yeah, dialogue
3: is exact, pretty much identical there were really? very, just they were it very over, minor yeah, tweaks but
2: yeah, we, we get occasional bits where like Spilly Tinska before came back we're like drinking whiskey from a bottle seems quite unwomanly and we're like well good well <laughs> yeah, then she's a character alright that's you yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. if gender dimorphism's that extreme then she's a remarkable person
1: <laughs> or it's not and we're still right <laughs> so we are even both ends <laughs> I love it so mm-hmm. how do you how do you go about writing together then is it a, is it kind of a seamless thing well what's great out? is
3: is Lee's a bit nocturnal in that he sleeps during the day and is awake all night whereas I'm totally the opposite I love being in bed by half nine and sleeping a good 12 hours um, so I think what we do is I mean yeah once we've kind of come up with the treatment then we'll obviously we'll set down kind of you know we'll just sit and have loads of Like post it notes on Mm -hmm. each scene and where we want everything to go and where the characters are going in each scene and kind of literally have it out there physically. And then. We'll just start writing, and it's you know there'll be certain bits that I'll write, and he'll you know look at them and change the dialogue here and mm. there, and vice versa. And then once we've kind of got an outline of the script, we'll put stuff together, read it as as something that is a, a full piece, and then say okay, well, what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite good actually. I mean, and it's...
2: living together actually helps a lot Yeah, we live together push as well. Each other yeah, a little so bit, right? Uh, it's probably pushing each other. Also, we got those nice boundaries where like we haven't had to like um, like commute in to meet each other. We haven't like mm. a, sometimes. It's good because we haven't arranged like, right, we're going to meet at this hour and do this. Sometimes I'll be working on something Cor- like Corrie's like having lunch and I could just write, go into the room and go, Corrie, I've got a problem. Why they do this? But if she does that, it doesn't make sense because of this. So that will break tension here because this, oh, hang on, I have figured it out now. Shut up and I'll go back <laughs> to my room
1: and write some more.
2: Having that ability to sort yeah. of step in, check in, go back and write stuff is really useful. Really useful. Yeah. Nice yeah. or... It's a nice It's a nice And me and
1: Johnny Grant, when we wrote The day, we did it via Skype a lot of the time because he's in Middlesbrough. So it was easy just to sort of constantly go on Skype, right, okay, you write this bit. So we'd take a day, we'd yeah. go and write, send it back to him. And it was a brilliant way of working. Yeah. We sort of smashed it out in about a month, well, I think. Well, they're, they're really assigned to just trying
2: to verbalize your thoughts on the script itself or the story or any issue you have with it to someone else. Mm. Try it tends to make it organize itself in your brain. Yeah. Like there's so many times where you'll try and explain the problem to someone and in explaining it, you'll realize what you should actually do. Mm-hmm. or occasionally also yes Kai does actually have the answer sometimes
1: yeah, yeah that too sorry <laughs> uh,
2: no. I mean it was great because I just talk at him and do it yeah.
1: and then on set as well are you sort of rewriting stuff there or are you just finding things that obviously like you said the, the sun was different so you'd have to go right okay let's rework this bit Was it? That, I mean there's, that there's well?
3: so many I think I've always said that you make four films you have the one in your head the mm. one you write the one you shoot and the one you edit yeah. and I think yeah. that's so key like on and the set and the one
1: the distributors put out yeah is, exactly <laughs> yeah, something exactly. totally different I I mean
3: you know yeah the weather obviously we'd never written anything about a causeway and we actually had a, a very stereotypical like finale at the top of the lighthouse you know great. using it that finale was great it was a great finale but A they wouldn't let us do it the oh, Jersey right. Film Bob because it was too dangerous up there and they only allowed two people up there at a the time so to get an entire film crew up would have been impossible mm-hmm. um, and then also seeing the causeway it's like well we have to use it because it's such a great
2: location it's, for it's, a it's finale it's and it's yeah it's exactly a, it's, a row, it's a really long row that you travel down and then twice a day an alarm See. goes, Whoa! and it disappears. Yeah. And it becomes an island.
3: Yeah. Amazing, trap. amazing. So yeah, and yeah. So so yeah, there's always rewrites. I think yeah, you you were writing different things. But the, all, well, the biggest all the
2: time. thing is there's, there's so there's stuff like there's things that get dropped uh, because in the film and budgetary reasons of like I wanted to have a, an undead dog and like the whole like house getting flooded by a tropical storm. And that's the kind of stuff that you write knowing we'll probably have to drop we this. Can't <laughs> that. We can't do it. But then the biggest thing becomes. Because of the budget, your time, because you can't afford to shoot another day. Mm-hmm. So you'll be like, right, something's happened. We do have this location or something's happened. The actor's ill today. And then you're like, right, we've got to rewrite to make it still make sense and connect those dots back up. God, and yeah. those are the sort of rewrites you're sort of ending up doing daily. Uh, on this sort of budget level, I yeah. see. Yeah, like the uh, like you mentioned with, with the garage because we, we were meant to be in a pub, and then when we showed up, they said,
3: "Nope." Yeah, they were like, we well, got now, right? We don't know so you're we, filming here." So yeah. we're like, yeah. and we'd had an
2: agreement. We merely run, get the get get the garage, talk them into it. Go get the actor. I rewrite a new scene in about happened? twenty minutes. Get the actor. Go and he wakes up. With Jimmy Allen, wonderful Jimmy Allen. And he goes, "Oh, I'm all right. No, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. I'm good to be pop landlord." and We're like, "Well, Jimmy, some good news. You now own a petrol station."
1: Um, Testing your acting skills. <laughs> well, it was. He,
3: he turned up go drunk because he was like a method. I'm a pub landlord. Shit. <laughs> it's like, well, now you're really? a garage attendant, mate. <laughs> yeah,
1: so like, you're a drunk garage so, attendant. Yeah, now so. you're yeah. <laughs> a, a washed up.
2: You, but there's a that thing where you find it because that <laughs> garage had all these like because it's a garage. All these cars they're working on, so then yeah. how does she get out to this desolate lighthouse?
1: Oh, she at the top, the wheels convinces the guy to give her a lift in these cars, yeah. Mm. yeah. So it works. So that's what I mean. It's a bit clever thinking on the spot, going right, how can we make it work? That's what you have to do. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, yeah. like, you could either try and Plan for it, and then like wait till it's perfect. But whatever
2: you do, something's gonna go wrong. So just go and see what goes wrong, and find out what you'll do when it does. Yes, that's the jaws system. The jaws, and it is that's
1: what makes us good independent filmmakers, right? It's just going. We've got to think. We can't give up. We're not the revenant budget where you can go. Oh, there's no snow. Let's wait till next summer Mm. when we go to Canada and when there's more snow. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's true. You've just got to think and keep going. You have to.
3: You you have these allotted amount of time to shoot this movie and if it's mm-hmm. not in the can by then then it's not yeah. going to happen it's yeah. you know there's so many things that canon will go wrong and it is about adapting you know we had on um, my most recent film house red we lost three days because our driver went through switzerland to get all the stuff to italy oh, and shit. switzerland the tax and import and export laws are horrendous so they seized all all our kit oh, for three no, days really uh, so we immediately lost and it's like well we can't literally afford to to, 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 add to add three, get, days, add three on days, yeah. days onto it. So it was yeah absolute nightmare. We all just sat around going, well, should we shoot on an iPhone? Like, what the fuck should we do? <laughs> 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 like, oh, my, we're at this amazing location. Wow. And we can't do it. And that and that's the same, you know. I, I always say it's like, like an event company. You know, you've mm-hmm. got so many things coming together for this one moment, and everything has to be perfect, and you have to adapt every little way because you're never going to get that time. We couldn't afford to go back to Jersey to get pickups we couldn't afford cool. to you know uh, you know, all the other crew are booked on other jobs mm-hmm. you know like all the actors are, go- are off going got, doing got, something else cut the hair yeah, yeah
2: exactly the dead the dog, dead again. Around dog. A shooting around um, that dog uh, yeah Christ. <laughs> it was uh, yeah I think you
3: have to have you know the film gods on your side for sure you know because it is so quick to, to turn it around in three weeks really it's, is hard it's, it's like I just I just tough. love it when it's all in the can like on the flight home going right I just now know it's just gonna be me and an editor mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about the weather or food, timings that or food yep, yep. None of that. any actors or having tantrums or, yeah. you know, yeah. or you know kit breaking yeah. or, it's just me and an editor like yeah. thank god yeah and sit there. And it's, it. yeah, it's it, quite it, nice well it's
2: a different kind of madness because there's stuff that you wish you had but you know you can't get it now so then you can, yeah that's also right I'll sit here for like 24 hours working on one cup I know I can figure out and yeah, make this like, work. Why didn't we do can, that? Like, we yeah, don't have as yeah. much eye contact as I want, but if I use this bit when they didn't know we were rolling, I can squeeze another <laughs> <have a> second
1: of <laughs> suspense out of this. Totally. That's, that's an interesting thing. Do you did you like to turn over when they weren't sort of necessarily acting, if you like, and keep rolling afterwards? How was your directing yeah, process? We'll look
3: at, yeah, our, our DOP hater would would always do that naturally anyway because uh, he's a director himself, and he's mm. like, you'll always get those oh, little always. moments that, that mm-hmm. you might use. So it's actually, yeah, I think certainly a lot of the tension scene. I think there is a lot of cuts where it is like three or four seconds before Mm the action is said. um, Because, yeah, you you never really know what's going to happen. And it's... Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd always do
1: that. Okay, good. Hi. I'm just jumping in here to tell you this is a two-parter. You probably know this when you click play as it was in the title, but... I need to put this pod into two parts as there was so much good info and knowledge to help you filmmaking, guys and girls. I didn't want to cut too much out. So, join us for part two on Friday, where we chat more in-depth about this ace indie film, Dark Beacon. We get directing tips from Coz, how to find creative moments in small locations, how Lee produced from the ground up and was even sewing on set to get production done. And Nick talks about his new venture that all directors will want to hear about. It's called First Flights. Listen out for that on Friday. Plus, how Coz got Kubrick's DOP on board his next feature, Dark Beacon is out now to watch. Hashtag make your film in 2018. And remember, get your indie film shout outs to us. Whatever you're doing, whether it's a Kickstarter, you've got a screening, let us know and we'll do our best to get it on air. And then everyone can go and support indie film as much as they can. Thank you for listening and we will see you on Friday.